0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place, Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Today, we're going to be finishing a series called True Prayer. Yes, I am finishing it. Finally, it will be finished. It has been a journey. But this is part eight of us walking through what's commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. But that isn't really the best title anyway because it's the disciples' prayer or the apostles' prayer, it's the believers' prayer. It's not how the Lord is supposed to pray, it's how we're supposed to pray. And it's a prayer paradigm. I'm not gonna do a lot of recap, but today we are going to be reading the, very, the whole thing and then focusing on Matthew 6, 13. And I'll give you the bottom line right now. Are you ready? Bottom line, and we'll see how this lands. True prayer leads to deliverance. Always. True prayer leads to deliverance. Deliverance is the culmination of true prayer. Let's read it. Matthew 6, 9 through 13 in the Amplified Classic. This is Jesus speaking. He says, pray therefore like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, be kept holy, be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven, left, remitted and let go of the debts and have given up resentment against, I know, that'll preach, (laughs) our debtors and lead, bring us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Let's look at verse 13. It says in the New King James, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. True prayer leads to deliverance. And I just, this word, deliverance, I'm not unaware. It comes with a lot of baggage. Okay, if you've been in church for five minutes, Uh, You might have heard that word in a, used in a good way, or it's like a cuss word for some people. Like, it's like Mufasa, ooh, you know, like deliverance, ooh, you know. It's like everybody, it's like got all this stuff around it because it's been used poorly and the honestly, honest to God, as I was studying this week, I was like, "How have we missed what this word means? It's right there. It's right there in the Greek, and I'm going to uh, hopefully reframe deliverance for you today in a way that every single one of you would say, "Deliver me, O Lord." Like you would sign up for that. And my, my first like leading here is if if you're in here or you're watching online and you do not think deliverance is for the believer, my question is, why would Jesus tell a believer to pray that way? If you think that deliverance isn't for, Christian why would he tell Christians to pray that way? Deliver us. He didn't say deliver them out there from evil. He didn't say deliver the politicians from evil. He didn't say deliver the school board from evil. He said deliver us. Pray that way. Deliver us. Come on. The rest of the prayer is for you. Amen. Is this part of the prayer for you? Okay. That's what I thought you would say. But there's some tension here. Okay. Because, again, carries a lot of baggage. There's been a lot of conversation about this. There's one camp that thinks deliverance really has to be a big old, uh, you know, spirit realm hoedown. Like, you got to break out the buckets and wrestle a couple, or it wasn't real. You know what I mean? That's the sons of Sceva. Sorry. That's not, that's not those authorized by the kingdom. The sons of Sceva went around trying to cast out devils. And they said, in the name of Paul and of Jesus, I command you to go. I'm paraphrasing, but they're like, Paul, Jesus, we know, Paul, we've heard of. Who are you? And they beat him up. That looks like a lot of deliverance ministries I see right now. They walk out looking beat up. Like, oh, uh what how how's it going? I just had a week long deliverance session with it. I'm like, were you wrestling them? Like, what's going on? I just remember all those times in the Gospels where Jesus met a demon and had to have an arm wrestling match. I remember all those times. I remember all those times he came in and a demon was like, let's go, put your dukes up. They put the gloves on and went at it for 10 rounds. I remember. No, sorry. I don't remember that. I remember demons bowing. I remember demons leaving immediately, sometimes with a shriek, sure. But they left, gone. Why? Because Jesus carried the full authority of the kingdom. Did you know you carry Jesus? So, here's the tension. All truth is held in tension. We need to be intentional about how we understand truth. I put it on the screen so you believe me. Here's my statement. A believer can be oppressed by the devil and possessed by the Holy Ghost at the same time. I'm possessed by the Holy Spirit. So he said, "You're a royal priesthood, a people for God's own what? Possession, yeah. I'm indwelt with the Holy Spirit, aren't you? Is my, my I'm one with the Holy Spirit, aren't you? Yeah. My wife has yeah, said yes. Anyone else? Are we one? Okay. I'm just I'm asking actual questions. How can this happen? How can that happen? How can? It's about the authority that God wants the believers to carry, okay? Because if a believer makes agreements with the enemy, those agreements carry the authority of the believer. You understand God is not going to revoke your authority just because you misuse it? Romans eleven twenty nine: 29, the gifts and calls of God are without repentance. There are some translations say irrevocable. It means He's not going to take that gift back. Is your authority a gift or did you earn it? Your authority in God did, what is, which one? Gift. Right. So that's one of the things he's not taking back. So the gift of your authority, whether you make a good agreements or bad agreements, is going to remain. And your authority ratifies the agreement. This is why James says, be slow to speak, quick to listen, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So slow your tongue down when you're mad, because you are literally making statements into the spirit realm. You're like, well, I just said it with my mouth. Okay, go ahead and separate your spirit from your body real quick and explain to me how that works. You know why? I just don't want to bring attention to myself. I, this morning, we're singing, let every valley be raised up and Mountain umbrella. I started, like, picturing a valley and I was, like, raising it up with my hands why does me waving my arms in the natural do and lifting my hands and lifting my but why does that do anything? Because your spirit and your body are not to be separated. They can't be. You're a spirit in a body. You're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. So when you do this, something happens in the spirit. Especially when you do it with intention and passion. When you say I'm never gonna trust you again. That does something in the spirit. Especially when you do it with intention and passion. It seals it. And you make agreements. And the enemy cannot create. He can only pervert. So he works on the rules that are established. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth it will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosed. Two or more agree. If you're talking to your friend, you're like, there's such a, that person's such a jerk. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Agreement. Bound. That person. Guess what? Probably gonna be a jerk. <laughs> They're going to have, you understand, the enemy has legal access to lie to them that they're a jerk now, especially if they're in your realm of influence, if they're in your family, if they're in your church. (sighs) Okay, none of this is in my notes. We don't have time for this, but you need to know the scheme of the enemy and the process of restoration. Real quick, if you're taking notes, God bless you. All right, scheme of the enemy. (laughs) (laughs) it's being recorded. You'll be fine. Scheme of the enemy. Are you ready? This is how the enemy works. Step one, wound. Wound. Hurt you. Step two, lie to you in that moment of pain so that you come into agreement. It's easy to agree with lies when you're in pain, right? Wound, lie so that he gets your agreement. Once he has your agreement, that's authority. He's put your, he's used your authority against you. And then, no, step three, he continually wounds you in that same place of the lie to confirm that it's true. And you build what's called a stronghold. And that stronghold is protected by your agreement. And guess what? The enemy has full rights to operate inside that stronghold. And spirits of oppression have a legal access point. Now you're like, this is sounding like all those other things, you know, ah, demon under every bush. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Focus on the enemy is always wrong, but unawareness is also just as wrong. Focus is wrong, awareness is right. Paul said, We are not unaware of the devil's schemes, except for the Western church. I don't know if we can say it. I don't know if, I mean, for real, I don't know if I can say it. We're pretty unaware of how the devil works, he's eating our lunch and then blaming us, and we're blaming us. You understand? So I'm not telling you to focus. I'm telling you to be aware. Here's the process of restoration. Number one, step one, recognize the agreement you made. Recognize it. And and hopefully by the end of this sermon, you'll be able to recognize some agreements that you made that are not godly agreements. Because when you recognize it, you can quickly renounce it. And just as easily as you came into agreement, you can come out of agreement. With a word you come in and a word you go out. Why? Because words create worlds. Language shapes landscapes. Agreement is the door for the spirit realm to have access to the natural realm. It's so easy. That's why there shouldn't be a fight with demons and things like that because you recognize the agreement with a lie, and then you renounce that agreement, and you remove the authorized access from the enemy. Now, the enemy is a liar, a thief, a criminal. So he doesn't necessarily just like be gone because you made it illegal. It's been illegal. Any curse, any demon, any, any operation of hell operating in the life of the believer is completely illegal right now. The cross made it illegal. He made it all illegal. But it doesn't mean it's not happening. Come on. Just because it's illegal doesn't stop a criminal. Hello, gun control. (laughs) Put a bunch of laws on it. See what happens to the criminal activity. It's like the more laws there are, the more activity of the criminal there. Wow, where the law increased, sin abounds. Hmm amazing so god has made it illegal for us to be tormented by anything from hell and yet it happens because we have given our legal authority to allow it unknowingly most of the time in our ignorance but what is it that makes a people perish lack of knowledge for lack of knowledge my people perish so Recognize the agreement, renounce that agreement, and then kick that spirit of oppression back to hell where it came from. Sorry, we're on live stream. There's children. But it's a biblical word. (laughs) I said H-E double hockey sticks in the 9 a.m. I did well there. (laughs) You need to send it away. Because just because you now removed its authorization doesn't mean it doesn't like where it's... Then, you have to cast it out. Okay? And then you replace the agreement. You put better agreements in there. Like, I, here's an ungodly agreement. I'm an idiot. No, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. How many of you have called yourself an idiot in the last month? Raise your hand. Be honest. Yeah. Look around the room. No, keep them up and look around the room. You have made agreements that the enemy is allowed to use to make you feel like an idiot. I think you want to say I'm not an idiot. We're breaking agreements right now. I am not an idiot. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My intelligence is from God. My brain is a gift. Boom. Agreement broken. It's over now. Done. And if there was a spirit attached to that thing because it's been a lie in your life for a long time, if it's been there a while, I'm betting somebody moved in. Just saying. You leave a house empty for long enough, some squatter's going to get in there. Okay? Squatter's rights. You've heard of that? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what happens. They come and squat, whether you know it or not. So kick that thing out, and then you make better agreements and heal. You begin the process of healing by renewing your mind. Many of the churches are trying to renew their mind with good truths, but they haven't broken their wrong agreements. And they're putting good agreements on top of bad agreements. It no work either. It will come crashing down because that foundation is broken. It's almost like the more you go into this. Oh wow, Lynn Harper, who taught me these things, just texted me, hallelujah. It's like the more you discover all of this stuff, it's like you start to feel. Have you ever like been going after God and all of a sudden it just crumbles? Like you feel like everything, you're moving in the right direction and then Bang! What happened? A whole bunch of good weight got on top of a bad foundation. (sighs) And you're like, I'm on the mountain. I'm in the valley. I'm on the mountain. No, 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 no. You go from glory to glory. The mountaintop that you saw before becomes a valley compared to the next mountaintop. That's the only value you experience is the top of the mountain you just climbed. Are you hearing me? This is not, okay. So you'll heal if you, can actually remove the authorization of the enemy and tell him to go and he has to go you understand he has to leave there should be no fight if you break agreements there it it is not appropriate so we are not going to end today with buckets and people coming up and a bunch of manifestation of demons demons are not allowed to manifest here they're allowed to leave though Because there's a lot of weird expectation in the power of the devil. The devil is getting no credit for this. There's like this uh, idea or whatever in deliverance that like, the devil has a right to kick him a couple times before, they, before he gets out. No, not if you break the agreements. A lot of deliverance just, just skips over this completely and says, get out. You can command a devil to leave. But guess what happens? Jesus talked about it. One leaves, comes back, finds the house empty. Bring seven more. Because there's still agreement. They're still allowed in there. Because you might be thinking, well, Jesus didn't walk around talking, breaking agreements. I don't see that in Scripture. He taught on it, though. He said, if you cast the demon out, and then you leave the house empty, swept clean, and all it sees it empty, and bring seven more back. What's he talking about? It still has a right in the house. You have to break the rights. And let me help you. Jesus is God. So the way he delivered people might not look the way we're to deliver people. Are you okay? Like, thank God you're not God, right? Uh, Christ in you is all the glory, like, totally, but he was fully God, fully man. We're fully men filled with God. It's different. It's different. Is everyone okay? Okay, just, I care, so I'm checking. All right. Let's actually get into my sermon now. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay. <laughs> I'll do this quickly. I had to do it in 10 minutes in the first. I, I sort of did it. All right. <laughs> lead us not into temptation. That's what it said. This sounds very weird to me. Does that sound weird to anyone? Like, why are you telling God not to lead you in temptation? I just want to say, this is not a prayer to protect us from God tempting us. Okay, I just want to state the obvious, but sometimes ignored truth about this. This is not like, God, I need to pray this so that I'm not led into temptation by you or anyone else. No, no, no. Let me read you James 1.13. It says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Right? However, Jesus is God. Someone say amen. amen. All right? And he was tempted. It says, God cannot be tempted by evil. And yet Jesus was really tempted. What's going on here? Let's read it. Mark chapter 1 9 through 13 says, in those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by satan we'll stop there the spirit sent him god sent him into temptation what's going on here i'm just going to read what i wrote for time jesus was undoing the fall of mankind as fully god but fully man he started in a wilderness being tempted, and ended crucified outside of a garden so that we could have the garden placed back in us through his resurrection and therefore be rescued from the wilderness handed down by Adam. Are you following me? Jesus was the last Adam and he was the last one to be led into temptation. Why? So that we could be led into deliverance. So don't be like, God is just, he's leading me into temptation. I'm being, I hear that stuff. I'm like, nope. You're not that cool. One man came and undid that whole debacle. Okay. He said, pray this way. Lead us not into temptation. Why? As a reminder that he was led in temptation for us on our behalf. Come on. Don't you love Jesus? I just, he's the best. I like that guy. All right. Lead us not into temptation. That's what that means. Deliver us from evil. Let me just tell you this. Deliverance, and this is where things go weird. Deliverance is not just from something. It's to someone. A lot of deliverance in the church is half-baked because it's just from something. That's not what true deliverance is. It's to someone. It's in the word deliver in the Greek. I can't say it. Somebody maybe here could say it better than me, but it's Strong's Concordance 4506 if you want to look it up. <laughs> I can't speak Greek. It's all Greek to me. But it means draw to oneself. Deliver us from evil. It's draw to oneself. Draw me to yourself away from evil. Come on. It means to pull or to draw oneself, to rescue or snatch up, to draw or rescue or rescue a person to And from I'm sorry to and for a deliverer did you hear that it's to rescue them to and for a deliverer one commentary says you could say it this way deliver me to yourself and for yourself or Lord deliver me out of my pains and bring me to you and for you that's what it means to deliver someone snatch out for oneself one commenter wrote this implies removing someone in the midst of danger or oppression delivered right out of it, and to and for the Rescuer. Doesn't that sound better? (laughs) Deliverance looks like Jesus pulling you out of your pain and into his heart. This word evil is important because it's not, it's not just any generic word for evil. It's literally the word that means pain-ridden, or the inevitable agonies and misery that go with evil. So it says the evil one, but it's really the pains that the evil one has caused. So here it is. You could say we are to be rescued from our pain and delivered to our rescuer. That's deliver us from evil right there. Rescued from our pain and delivered to our rescuer. Here's a fact. There are two kinds of people on the planet. Those who are healing and those who are not. But everyone has pain. Everyone has pain. Really. It's a painful place we're living in. If you're like, no, I don't have any pain. Well, what you have is deception, number one. You have pain somewhere in your history, I promise you. Maybe in the last hour, you know? Come on, maybe on the way here. I have toddlers, it's painful. We're getting a a, a toe in the nose or something. We're being attacked (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Come on. I have to give you my testimony as we we in here. Three weeks ago tomorrow, I was with my, my, my pastor, Lynn Harper, and I experienced a deliverance. I was delivered from something that I didn't even know was happening in my life. Something that was operating in my subconscious, in my spirit, I don't really know. Not worried about it, because it's gone now. But I, sitting down with Lynn, was led into awareness of agreements I have made with the enemy, based in pain that had led to a spirit of rejection being in my life, constantly speaking to me every day. My wife, her tone, it w- the, the, the voice would say, see, she doesn't actually respect you. My team, I'd come in nervous about meeting subconsciously, telling myself, You're, it's fine. They love you. They, they're, they're thankful for you. But having to tell myself, work out the lie in my head all the time, it's like, they don't, eventually, they're not going to need you, and they're not going to want you, especially with Pastor Scott. That's an awesome dude right there. <laughs> he's got lots of skills. And oh, every time, especially in our one-on-ones. We have one-on-one monthlies. And it was a fight all the way in and all the way out. In my head, he's, he's going to see you don't have what it takes to lead him. You can't lead this guy all the time. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. That you're going to be rejected. You're going to be rejected. What happened? When I was six years old, six years old, this is what the enemy does. He's a coward. He comes after innocent little ones. Six-year-old Caleb, just as scrawny and scraggly, but smaller. With a bowl cut, so not as awesome. I have grown. I have become a man. Six-year-old Caleb came down the stairs, saw his older brother with his friends on the back porch with mugs of milk. Milk and coffee mugs, I don't know. So Caleb... Grabbed a mug, got some milk in it, went outside, wanted to be a part of the guys. As soon as I got in the circle, my older brother threw his milk on my face. And they laughed at me. And I froze as all of his friends laughed at me. I couldn't move. My brother didn't know what he was doing. He thought it'd be funny. He, had, he did not have ill will towards me. Do You understand? And I've totally forgiven him for all of this. That memory was repressed until about two and a half years ago. I didn't even have that memory, but I can tell you I had the stronghold. Because in that place of woundedness, I agree with the lie that no one really wants me here. Eventually you'll all figure it out. Ah, never mind, Caleb. We don't want you here. You don't belong. Six years old. I don't, I haven't known my life outside of fighting that battle. You understand? My whole life. I'm 32. Six years, all that. And Pastor Lynn pointed out to me about 23 major moments of rejection from major people in my life in the first 28 years of my life. 23 major moments of rejection. This was a scheme of the enemy. He was coming after me. Why? Because I'm a threat to him. He, I am not a target. I am a threat. You understand? Anyway, that just felt good to say I had a constant battle against this thing and I didn't know I was fighting it it was subconscious I was using energy all day to make sure people didn't reject me and then I get home and my wife would get the worst of it because now I'm tired from fighting that spirit all day long but it was allowed to stay the voice of truth in my head was so loud I couldn't even recognize that there was another voice because it would say you're you're not worthy I'm like I'm one with the three in one what are you talking about you know what I mean like my spirit was always wrestling with this and I didn't have a conscious knowing of it until somebody got close enough into my life with enough wisdom and discernment to go, hey, you're acting so unlike yourself, Caleb. That's how this started. Lynn was like, at that pastor's meeting, you did this. That was so unlike you. That's something. That wasn't you. We need to figure that out. And then we started asking me questions. So he shares this with me, and I'm like, okay, uh, I see it. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, let's break agreement with that. I'm like, yes, come on. You know what I mean? And I just closed my eyes. We broke that agreement. I replaced it with better agreements that eventually everybody will, can't wait to keep me around. <laughs> eventually I'll have too many parties to, I'm getting invited, it's already happening. Like I cannot make it to all your stuff. I'm sorry, I love you. I really do, but I can't make it everywhere. All right, like people can't get enough of me. It's true. It was already happening, but I didn't even believe it. I didn't even see it. And I was fighting this battle. And it, it worked its way into all my relationships, my wife can tell you. She dealt with that the most. And that's my deepest regret around this whole thing. For years now, she just gave it to the Lord. Said, Lord, heal him. Lord, help him. Because I can't, and this isn't working. And it was like, God, I'm not leaving because I don't believe in divorce. But if I did believe in divorce, I'd be gone. Because this guy continually rejects me. Why? Because I, had reject- I felt rejected, so I started rejecting. That's how it works. But Lynn led me through that prayer. I had my eyes closed. There was no fight. He said, pray this way, Caleb. Spirit of rejection, go. I said, spirit of rejection, go. And it, poof, the background noise turned off. It was like the sh- I open my eyes and I'm like, did it get brighter out here? And Lynn's like, not that I noticed. <laughs> he's, he knows what he's doing. He knows the power of the tongue. And I'm like, I left that place feeling different, lighter. I'm like, has the air always smelt this good? <laughs> Am I like, did I step through the closet into Narnia? Like, what's going on? I mean, I would have considered myself a very free dude walking into that meeting. I walked out a freer dude. This is the found getting free. I was delivered immediate fruit, immediate with Jamadi especially. And now it has just had this massive ripple effect. My team likes me more. They didn't think it was possible, but it happened. Am I lying? There was an attack on trust. We, we trust each other in a deeper way now because I got delivered. No fight. Total freedom. Has no right to lie to me anymore. Here's what happened. I lost the fight. Do you hear what I'm saying? I lost the fight. I no longer have a fight. I no longer have a fight. And some of you, it, it's called a familiar spirit, just so you know. that's what people call it. It's not in the Bible, but it's a good name for it. It was familiar to me. I didn't know a different life until three weeks ago tomorrow. I, I have been a different human. I have, by default, because I got delivered. I was rescued out of pain and into pleasure. He rescued me for himself and to himself. And maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I need that. I agree. (laughs) Gigi, can you come play? Here's what we're going to do. What's the first step of restoration? Anybody who, God bless them, took notes, process of restoration. Step one, recognize the lie. So this is how we're going to start. And we're going to send you out with the Lord to speak to the people you feel like you need to speak to and to do all that stuff. But I want you all to close your eyes right now. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit if there are any heart level beliefs that don't match your head, because that's usually how it happens. Like you know you're worthy, but you believe you're unworthy. Like you know you're loved, but you believe you're hated. That thing where your heart and your head disagree, that thing is an agreement. Whatever that is. So ask the Lord, Lord, show me where my heart and my head don't line up. Where my head knows truth, but my heart is operating in falsehood. You pray this way. Holy Spirit, show me any ungodly agreements I've made. Yeah. And you might be having memories right now. You might be seeing faces. You're going to have to follow the breadcrumbs with this. But here's what I know. I know the Lord is faithful to rescue and save. I know that his timing is perfect. Three weeks ago tomorrow, that was my day. You're going to have a day. It might not be today, and that's fine. But you're going to have a moment of deliverance. This is the year of restoration for the resting place. So right now, I just bless you. I bless you clarity of mind, I bless you with strength and courage to face any ungodly agreement I bless you to recognize you didn't hurt you and that person didn't know what they were doing the enemy is to blame I bless you with clarity that the enemy is to blame and you put your guns right on him and you say I'm coming after you, I bless you, I bless you, I bless you you to know the next right step because it will look different for every single person here. The next right step. I bless you to know who to speak to. I bless you to know who to call, who to forgive. I bless you. And this house is going to rise up as a house of restoration. And some of you are in here and like, this is the ministry I've been waiting for. We need you to lead. Let's go. It's time to go. It's time to go some of you got a calling just now you're like that's my job right there to help people with that let's go talk to me let's go talk to Pastor Jimmy and Jesus let's go the found will be free in Tampa Bay so Lord Jesus I thank you I thank you Lord I thank you Lord you told us to pray this way lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil Can we pray that? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's say this all together Lord Jesus, deliver me from pain and unto yourself. In your timing, Lord, I'll yield to the process. I trust you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just feel hope. I feel hope in the air, like, maybe for the first time. you're like, wow, I, I don't have to fight that thing anymore. It can be gone. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to have our prayer team come forward. If you recognize an agreement that you had made, an ungodly agreement, you need to come down and talk to somebody. Everybody needs help through the process. All right? Not any single one of us is Jesus. We can't do this on our own. We need each other. Amen. So if you recognize an agreement, you're like, the Lord, show me, I believe this lie. Come down. They will help you break that agreement and replace that agreement. Right, team? Don't just break it, replace it, all right? And then the Lord will begin to heal your heart. We believe that. Amen? Amen? Come on, let me just say one more thing. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place, Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.